Holy motherfucking shit, motherfuckers. That was Eric right there, Eric Leviathan, with Triggering Trauma, live on the Zach Moonshine Show, man. You know what? Let's call this motherfucker up right the fuck now and see what the fuck is going on in his world, man. Yo, can you hear me? Eric, what's going on, dude? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Fuck yeah, man. You are live right now on the Zach Moonshine Show, dude. What the fuck is going on, man? Just chilling, man. Another day in paradise. Fucking uh, glad that today is here and hoping that tomorrow we'll still be here, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So, so we just got done blasting a couple of uh, new tracks from your from your band, Triggering Trauma, uh, Father, Motherfucker, Fuck You, and I Just Want to <laughs> Kill You. I love these fucking titles, man, by the way, man. It's always fucking something brutal, dude. So uh, tell us about it, man. What? How did this recording come to, come to be? Oh, thank you for uh, liking my music. I really appreciate that, you know. But, um... The music itself uh, came from uh, Rainmar Val. You know, um, him and I were working together on my label, you know, Misanthropic Records. And um, at the time, I, I wasn't able to play any live shows. Nothing was going on, and he wasn't having anything with his band. And we were like, why don't we just come up with something? I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do something different. And uh, he's like, well, we're going to do some, like, 90s industrial type stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So fucking that that's how the sound came about, you know, and like the dudes in another project called uh Renmar Bow and the Berserkers and shit, he's from Ireland. So Yeah. The internet is fucking beautiful, man. I love how easy it is to just like make music with people and not have to be in the same fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! What what do you? Well, that sounded funny the way you said it, though. Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't want to be in the same room with him, or? No, no, no. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. I, I don't fucking play well with others. Goddamn it! No, let me let me explain. Like during the fucking pandemic and and everything, it's really hard. Even if you got vaccinated, or or say in my case, mm -hmm. um. I have band members that are like scattered everywhere else, you know, fucking in my region. Everybody that's in a band is that's good at playing is already in a band, you know? Yeah. But, um, fucking, uh, it, it just makes it that much easier and more convenient for people to be able to bounce ideas off of each other. I would love nothing more than to be in the same room practicing and, and fucking playing live music together. Yeah. yeah. But, um, if the situation is what it is, then this is the next best thing. You know what I mean? No, I, I totally, I totally understand what you're talking about. And yeah, it's, it is really cool that you can do that and, and at least make something out of it. You know, for sure, it's cool. It's cool to feel the energy and be with a group of people in a in a room, loud and bang your heads and sweating and shit. But it is also cool to still be able to make music and just create something out of. Uh, contributing back and forth you know through the internet it's fucking awesome man like it's opened up so many different doors man 
Yeah, you know, I find the internet to be a double-edged sword, but, you know, it's opened up a lot of doors, and if it wasn't for the internet, I wouldn't be able to do what I love to do right now, so, like, I'm grateful for it, you know? Yeah, hell yeah, man. So, so the name of the band, Triggering Trauma, how did you come up with that, man? Oh, I was talking to Ren Marbao, and I told him I wanted to call the project Kill Your Local Pedophile, and he's like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so fucking, fucking, he came Facebook up with the name, failed. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he came up with the name uh, Trigger Your Trauma because the topics are, are meant to... Uh, they're meant to entice people. It's different than misanthropic torment. You know, misanthropic torment was, uh, it was my anger. It was my rage. It, it was a lot of things. I had just gotten out of prison, man. And if, I don't know if you noticed, I've calmed down a lot, you know, but, uh, it took me five years to figure out that, uh, I, I didn't have to fucking walk around like I was getting ready to fucking kill somebody all day, you know, <laughs> but, um, that with, with, uh, that was misanthropic torment. So with triggering trauma, it, it was more about like attacking the, the, deeper issues that that lay beneath the surface of anger um that people that have been through those situations understand you know what i mean to try and basically do what music has done for me you know um and entice some emotion make somebody feel something as long as that feeling doesn't make them do something to themselves or somebody else you know what i mean absolutely man so uh so so all right man i i got questions already coming in from the fucking chat room they're not they're not gonna fucking let this shit go man oh shit uh, lady red wants to know <laughs> one of the most important questions you could ever possibly get asked what do you prefer blood baths or showers <laughs> You know, I think we've went over this quite a few times, and um, I'm still going to say I like blood baths over showers. You know, if I could take a blood bubble bath, that would be fucking phenomenal, bro. Hell yeah, man. But you probably could. I mean, just like stick a... Uh Stick that thing that you use in the fish tank, you know, that makes the bubbles. <laughs> in the fucking bathtub. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, next question... Secret Weapon wants to know, have you ever been in jail for something you have never done? Ever been in jail for something you have never done? No, but but here here's a funny thing, man. You know, I, I did a lot of time in juvenile and adult prison. I was in juvenile prison at the time, and um, I, I got out of juvenile prison. And I went home, and I got arrested for something that... Um, supposedly happened while i was in juvenile prison and i was like you guys don't do your fucking job very well do you damn dude well i, I yeah i gotta say man every time i've ever been in jail it was definitely uh yeah i fucked up i shouldn't have done whatever i did and i got caught oh yeah <laughs> No, hey, straight up, anytime, like, anytime, even if I didn't go to jail for what I, what was being said, I went to jail because I was part of whatever the fuck was being done, you know? <laughs> like, oh, right. I don't like jail. Let, let, let's, let's avoid jail. Yeah, fuck jail, man. Fuck jail. Hashtag fuck jail. All right, next, yeah, next, it's not next question. Bad Wizard wants to know, when you scratch your ass, do you smell your finger first or just wipe it on your pants? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? 
<laughs> These motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I don't know how to fucking answer that question, bro. <laughs> Do you scratch your ass? I don't fucking scratch. I scratch my ass like the ass cheeks, but I don't scratch the asshole. So uh, I, I don't. I don't put my fingers back there, bro. <laughs> no, man. Like, like, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> fucking bad wizard, dude. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe that's something that he does. You know, his spare time. Who knows, dude? Like he he thinks everybody else does it too because it's normal to him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, man? To to each their own. I don't I don't judge. You know. All right. Next question. Vicky wants to know what was it like working with Ren. It was pretty fucking awesome, man. Um, he had signed on to our label in late uh. 2018 i believe it was 20 no it was 2019 and um i don't know man he's just a cool guy to work around all, ah forgive me i'm stoned man i just got tongue-tied he's a cool guy to work with all around together man you know fucking good attitude real professional dude down to earth very talented too yeah yeah he is man fucking uh you hired me to do promotion for uh, his last album and um like still to this day i still i still see people fucking posting shit and fucking like stuff pops up for him like all the time like i'm like fuck man that's yeah that's, man that was really cool and after i hired you for that album that album blew up pretty good too i think it got like fifty thousand something streams on spotify yeah 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 that's just insane yeah he's fucking crazy man uh, next question, Secret Weapon wants to know, have you ever had any disasters on stage that you need to punch Rody in the face for? Not a Rody, but I think we went through this before. Um, I wanted to strangle my drummer because uh, we, went we went to practice, man, and he was doing everything he was supposed to do. But when we got to the show, he tells me, he says, death metal is just faster and faster, right? And I was like, yeah, whatever, man. I thought he was joking. But now we get up on stage. He he does this weird shit that has no rhythm to it whatsoever. Like he's just beating on some fucking trash cans. And I'm trying to make it look good, but it, it doesn't look good at all. It's a fucking disaster. There's videos of it up on YouTube. Fuck, I hate my life. But anyway, um, yeah, it was just horrible, dude. It, it was off time. I don't know what the fuck his problem was, but I wanted to kill him after the show. <laughs> so he never even done that shit nah man I think he did it on purpose cause fucking he, it's not like he didn't know how to play at practice he knew how to play you get up on fucking stage and you don't fucking know what you're doing I don't know what your problem is you think he was like stage fright or just I, I don't know man like I, I don't understand that mentality I really don't yeah it, it, it's kind of fucking yeah I'm up here cool awesome do what you gotta do and fucking get it done, man. Yeah, I hear you, man. The first time... I, I don't know, I'm, I'm weird. The first time I ever played live on a stage, I remember we got there and we had, like, our little thing rehearsed and we got up there and we started jamming and I was drunk as fuck and I was just playing and doing what I do. And next thing I know, uh, the bass player had, like, walked off the stage and just left the show, like, halfway through. I don't know what... <laughs> 
I don't know why. What I guess he just, he just decided he didn't want to do it anymore or something. I don't know. But then, like, did he just decide that the song didn't need bass anymore? I, I don't know. I looked over, he wasn't there, and I'm like, what the fuck? But we just kept on jamming, you know. And uh, some Fucking this Christ. other dude from from another band that was playing that night grabs a grabs a bass and gets up on the stage and starts playing with us. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. Yeah, hey, I'm, that's a fucking beautiful thing. Yeah, it is, man. But I remember looking over. I'm like, that's not fucking. Uh, you're not him, dude. You're somebody else. What the fuck happened? But whatever, dude. Let's, let's go. Let's roll with it, man. <laughs> Just fucking roll with it, dude. That that that's what I've learned in life, man. This is what I've learned. The one lesson that you can learn in life, as far as my opinion goes, is just fucking roll with it because there ain't shit you could do about it anyway. <laughs> Hell yeah. Next question. Carl wants to know who bangs the most groupies in the band. You know, um Of course it's just a two person. Yeah, it's a two-person band, and Ren's married, and I, I'm married, and uh, I, I, we don't have groupies, bro. Yeah, there's your there there's your answer, Carl. He asks that shit. I think I'm too honest. No. I think I'm too honest. I'm not very entertaining. <laughs> Nobody ever knows what the fuck to say when he asks that question, man. Because it's like you know what? It's not fucking. 1980 fucking five anymore man fucking uh dude if it was the 80s or the 90s and i was like 16 and either one of those errors especially the 80s man fucking there'd be groupies everywhere and i, I yeah it, it would have been fucking awesome but unfortunately <laughs> that time has passed and i spent most of my life locked up so that's over it's the digital age now you, fucking Throw some digital panties at me or something. <laughs> it's, it's all good. I, I, I don't know, man. He thinks I'm always interviewing, like, Warrant or some shit, dude. Like, you know, like, fucking. <laughs> this ain't Skid Fuck Row, it, man. dude. I wish, dude. <laughs> well, uh, so, so, so you got these fucking, uh, this album, Systemic Fucking uh, Abuse. Um, walk us uh, through systematic abuse. Systematic abuse. Walk us through some of these songs. Like, what what are some of these songs about? For what's some of your favorite songs on the record? Some of my favorite songs to do were uh, "Father, Motherfucker, Fuck You," because uh, that's just something that. Um, not not to get too personal, but the record is a personal record. You know, I, I had to I had to get into that record to overcome a lot of past torments and shit you know but um like i don't know who my fucking father is and i don't even have a name dude never met the man whatever and it's not like i was very hard to find because i've been in one institution after another my whole fucking life so like i had to get out a bunch of anger before i could sing so like misanthropic torment came about and the only way i could do that was to scream and growl my head off like a fucking dead animal you know <laughs> but um with triggering trauma I had to dig a little bit deeper and um yeah with father motherfucker fuck you it was like you know you can hear the lyrics you can read them I'm not that hard to find fuck you you know um I hope you I hope you hear this I, it sounds like a fucking scorned teenage child I get it I'm fucking 40 years old and I got fucking parent issues it is what it is but I'm an artist and I'm gonna take them out the way I take them you know but um that was a good song internal conflict what was good for me as well because it was like it was like the demon side of me 
screaming at the tormented child who is fucking like stuck in a corner afraid fucking scarred and maimed or whatever and it's like the angry part of me like why the fuck are you like this and then the fucking child screaming back in, in pain and agony um i hope i'm not getting too fucking uh too emotional here too uh too real you know no, that man. is no, i kind of pride myself on being authentic with my art but um you know that that's basically that's what triggering trauma is about and um there's more to it than just entertainment there, there's therapeutic reasons for it i mean i'm sure you understand what i'm saying i totally got you man i totally got you dude i know man fucking uh, you know when i was listening to this to this album immediately i was like dude this fucking sounds like i i hear corn and coal chamber and stuff like that bringing me back to the uh late 90s man you know and i, I liked a lot of that stuff too uh can you tell me what, what are some of your influences for this like were you were you my, thinking of, of stuff or was just my major influence you know i don't i don't really care what anybody says about corn as far as i'm concerned they changed the sound in the 90s they 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 set the trend. I know the Beastie Boys did the rap thing before Corn and all that, but when Jonathan Davis came out, at first it was hard to it was hard for me to take Corn because I was I was really into metal, man, you know. And this new metal came out, and I'm listening to this, and at first I'm like, "The fuck is this shit?" But then I started listening a little bit more, and I'm like, "This dude's talking about some real shit." <laughs> okay, all right. So then I, I got into it. I was like, okay, I like this. So, you know, I, I, as a kid, I would try and sing like the people that I liked, you know. And Jonathan Davis just seemed to fucking be one of those people that was really influential to me, you know what I mean? So, like, that was a huge influence for this record as well. Um, Marilyn Manson, Trent Reznor, a little bit, you know. Pretty much those three were my top to listen to in the 90s. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, dude, I remember uh, in the '90s when Corn came out, and when I first heard about him, I didn't like the idea at all. And and uh, I don't know, I was a young kid, and at the time, I was just like, yeah, fuck that shit. It's it's not fucking real metal, you know. <laughs> and uh, I remember we were going to this Megadeth concert, and my mom was driving us. She was going with us. And uh, we got there, and she was all excited. She's like, look what I made. And she pulls out this big, giant flag that says, we're here for corn. And I'm like, what the fuck, Mom? <laughs> you know, like, she was all into it. She loved it, you know? And uh, so she's waving this flag around, and me and my friends, we got out of, the, out of the Jeep, and I'm like, oh, man. Mom's embarrassing the fuck out of me, you know? But we went into the fucking crowd. We, we got there, and the corn came out. And right away, man, when they first played fucking blind first song they played on the stage dude that crowd went nuts my mom was jumping around in the fucking mosh pit i was like holy fuck <laughs> and, and, and i, and oh, I was yeah. feeling it too you know and, and after that i was i was a fan dude i loved it man it was it was great you know like so much fucking energy just, and, and emotion in those songs yeah man and i just love how he took the stage he took the stage and turned it into his own personal 
like psychotherapy mm-hmm. type thing for hit for his own reasons, man. And that's a beautiful thing because it's like whether you like the music or not, you have to respect the fact that this dude is doing what he's doing so he can heal from whatever the fuck it is he's been through, or at least try and stay as sane as he possibly fucking can through this crazy ass fucking world. You know? Oh yeah. All right, man. Some more more questions from the chat room. Uh, uh, Secret Weapon wants to know: Do you have any plans of touring in Canada when you get out of jail? He's not in jail. What when I get out of jail, yeah, you're <laughs> not- <laughs> are, are you are, are you trying to tell me I'm gonna go to jail? Maybe he if means- that's the case. <laughs> Maybe he's talking about Facebook jail. Are you in Facebook jail again? Uh, one of my accounts is. Yeah, one of my accounts is always in Facebook jail. What's going on with Facebook, man? Tell us. You're not on Facebook right now. You're on MDR. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, fucking, basically, Facebook, you try to make a couple posts about something. Say you're an underground band. You're not fucking popular. Any band that we're trying to get out there is not popular yet. You make more than three posts. They say you're trying to make something look like it's popular. And it's bam. Hold on. Let me explain something, motherfucker. I'm not trying to make it look popular. I'm trying to make it popular. There's a fucking difference. What 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 you call spam? I call advertisement and promoting. <laughs> they don't want that. They fuck they, Facebook. Dude. They do not want that shit, man. They want your money. They want your fucking advertising bill pay. You know, they, they want you to fucking pay for ads, man. That's all they care about. Ads to do what? Are the ads going to put money back in my pocket? Oh, man. Here's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we're not in this for money, obviously, because if we were, we're doing the wrong fucking genre. But the thing is, is I don't want to put money into something if it's not going to give me money back, you know, or at least something back. Dude, Facebook, man, they they fucking you know, they piss me off and they crack me up at the same time. You ever see that fucking thing that'll show up on your on your uh, on your page when you log in, where you'll make a post and then afterwards it'll come up and it'll pop up and it'll say you can reach five hundred more people if you pay. Yeah, boost, yeah, boost your post. What the fuck? I, I I laugh at that shit, dude. I'm like fucking 500, 800 people. What the fuck, dude? Or are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, I've got. But fucking, here's the thing. <laughs> I've got more fucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I got more contacts in my fucking email than that. Like it's easy for. Uh, oh man, don't even get me started, dude. But like I, I look at that. I want to say something on it whenever I see it, but I can't because if I do, they'll fucking throw me in jail you know and that's something that i've learned and you know that man i used to not bite my tongue at all if i thought it somebody i would say it now it's just like all right man fucking it's not even worth talking about (laughs) you know but the thing is is like with, with that boost thing on facebook like i could reach that amount of people all by myself i don't need facebook to do that you know what i mean yeah yeah, I mean, what the fuck, man? Like, who, who the fuck do they think they're talking to? But they do that shit, man. There's no telling how many people will fucking bite the fucking uh, bullet and fucking do it, too, you know? Yeah, it is what it is, man. It's a fucking capitalistic world. Yeah, yeah. You got to get in where you fit in, man. Uh, another question. Secret Weapon wants to know, do you have any thoughts of opening for Justin Bieber? 
You know, what the fuck I don't. Kind of but but uh, let, let me let me let me tell you something about Justin Bieber. Okay, I can't stand the little fucker, but he's a metalhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he does pop music. I seen an interview. Um. And it, he does pop music because that's what pays the bills. But fucking, I guess the dude's a metalhead. I don't know. That's what he says. So, but, so if he was uh, open to it, you would do it? No, I wouldn't do it. Actually, you know what? Yes, I would put him up on a fucking string and beat him with a baseball bat and make a good fucking show out of it. <laughs> well, wait just a second, man. I mean, just think about how many people out there in the audience would be hearing songs like, I just want to kill you. You know what I mean? Like, like, can you imagine the looks on people's faces? Like, they go, they go there expecting a pop show, and then they see this. Yeah. They hear this fucking insane fucking uh, metal devastation coming out of the speakers. They'd be fucking like floored, man. With with, with Justin Bieber up on a rope being beat like a pinata. <laughs> like, I just want to kill you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fucking phenomenal, dude. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> All right, man. So, so what's coming up next for you, man? Like, what kind of plans do you have? Like, what are you, what are you doing next, dude? Well, you know, I've got, I'm in a bunch of different projects. Uh, a lot of them are online. Some of them are um, live. But uh, right now, I've got a cover band we're getting ready to do. And, and I know people talk shit about cover bands, but whatever. Who the we're gonna call ourselves. Who talks shit about <laughs> cover bands? Uh, what the fuck is wrong with people? I, people talk shit about anything, dude. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. People people talk shit about whatever. It's it's insane. Everybody just wants to tear someone else down. But anyway, um, slave to the grind. We're gonna call it slave to the grind because we're gonna be doing a bunch of Skid Row songs and Fuck yeah. not just Skid Row but other ones. Uh, but the main reason to call it slave to the grind is because basically not to toot my own horn or anything. But have you seen my drive, bro? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Fucking <laughs> yeah. so so there's that and then um I'm slowly working on the next misanthropic torment album and that one is gonna be done professionally at a studio just for the simple fact I want all these critics to shut the fuck up. But um <laughs> other than that, that's gonna be an eight track album and it's gonna be called um it's just gonna be straight called Death Metal <laughs> because it, it's classic death metal in the vein of spiritual healing fuck yeah dude that's badass man fucking death oh yeah man speaking of skid row dude uh i think it was earlier today i saw sebastian bach posting on facebook he's fucking uh he, he was going off about um i don't know he just hit like so many million fucking uh likes on his page and <laughs> he was like man just think if like one tenth of you motherfuckers fucking actually went out and bought the record, <laughs> it would be no fucking shit, insane. bro. <laughs> I totally felt that shit, man. Like I, I understand, man. It is crazy, like how many people, when it comes to social media, man. Like yeah, you, you got to get fucking like ten million people to like your fucking page, just to get like five <laughs> to come fucking hang out and fucking talk to you. <laughs> what you know, fuck? and that's another thing. For, for everybody out there listening that actually does support the underground, if you don't know about it or you do know about it, Bandcamp is a great spot, man. I've, oh, I've gotten some badass music, not just 
especially from MBR. You know, I go on there, but um, Upstate Records. In fact, I got them from you, Zach. Yeah. When I subscribed to their page, I got a whole bunch of shit that I didn't even know existed, man. And they sound bad, fucking ass, like some some hate breed style music, mm-hmm. some other other like just hardcore, man. And I, I don't understand why some of these bands aren't making millions, except for the fact that it isn't the fucking 80s or 90s anymore. Yeah, Upstate is awesome, man. Yeah, and, and Bandcamp is an amazing platform, and I try to tell everybody about it too because a lot of people don't, uh, a lot of people that aren't on there don't realize like the power that it has. Like as far as the uh, community aspect on the back end of it, like you know, like I was posting earlier today, I think it was whenever you purchase something because you saw it in my collection, that happens all the time with all different kinds of people, like. You know, because everybody on there is looking at each other's uh, CD, you know, their their music collection. It's like, it's sort of like getting to go over to your friend's house and hang out and look at their CD collection or their record collection or whatever and be like, oh, wow, you have this, you know, like, I want to listen to this too. And then and then you, you, you can get it. But like, it's so easy. It just makes it really easy for uh, for underground bands to really grow and spread out their their reach with with different fans you know yeah because and not just that um you know i don't know if you've noticed i'm pretty sure a lot of people have but you have a band page on facebook right Mm -hmm. now and people will go like that band page but when you make a post how many people actually engage with that on Bandcamp, your followers the people who want to actually follow you and talk to you are actually engaging with you yeah, they're they're actually engaging with you. And I don't know. I just find Bandcamp to be one of the best tools that an underground artist can have. It is, man. I try to tell everybody, dude, get on YouTube, get on Bandcamp, get on Spotify, and you'll be able to uh, hit all three different fucking sides of the fucking market, man, instantaneously. I mean, what the fuck? You know, like, why not? It's 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 free to use. Why the fuck wouldn't you use it? Well, I mean, I pay twenty bucks a month, but I pay, twenty bucks ain't shit. But I pay them for the label account for Bandcamp. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Well, well it's for it's free for an artist. Let, let me explain. It's free for an artist, but if you want to have a label account and have several artists underneath your label, then you pay them twenty bucks a month and you get Bandcamp Pro. But um. I mean, if you're an artist, there's no need to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, because I have an artist page on there too. You know, like I, I've never paid anything for it. I think, I think they take a small cut every time somebody buys something. But who fucking gives a fuck? Like, you know, it's it's there to use. I remember when I first got into putting music online, all we had was fucking MySpace, dude. And back then, that was the fucking shit. But I mean, you know, like. Then we had Reverb Nation, then we had fucking Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, and I was always just fucking getting on there and throwing my shit wherever I could, man. You know, like, if it's free, take advantage of it, dude. Exactly. Social media, the internet, and I try to tell this to a lot of the bands that we represent because we coach a lot of newer bands that haven't been around for a while that are trying to get out there, and, um... Social media, every piece of the internet is a tool if you use it correctly. I mean, everything is used for whatever reasons, and if you use it for fucked up reasons, it's going to be fucked up. But, um, you know, social media can be used for the greatest tool and get your reach further than you could 
on your own or by yourself without using it. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. All you all you got to do is comment, like, and share, and that's it, man. Like, it'll it'll do it for you. You know, like you ain't got to fucking. You don't have to spend fucking thousands of dollars on fucking ads, man. No, and think about it like this, dude. You, you want somebody in Europe to like your music? All you got to do is search on Facebook for metal groups in Europe, strike up a conversation with somebody, and bam, you've got a fan in Europe. Whereas before, you would have to, like, I don't know how you would get a message to Europe, you know, unless you went out there and played yourself. Right, right. Totally, man. Totally. All right, Eric. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one more thing. There is a project that I would like everyone to check out. It's called um, Reincarnation. Um, they just released Chamber of the Damned. It's on Bandcamp. And what's that? Tell us about that. Oh, that's a project with a friend of mine, uh, Jonathan Nesbitt. But um, it's just uh, basic covers and uh, some old school death metal. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, we will, we'll keep on the fucking lookout for that, man. I know you you sent me a couple of tracks for that. I think uh, a couple of weeks ago we played it on the show. Yeah, I mean it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. I'm I'm constantly doing something in music. Like I don't know, man. I just like doing stuff. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, Eric, I'm about out of questions for you. Is there anything else you want to let your people know? Nah, man, just keep listening to the music. Um, Like I always say, the music is always free. Don't buy the music on Bandcamp. Please do not pay us for the music. If you want to support for anything, pick up a t-shirt, pick up a record. But don't pay for the music, man. It's free. Listen to it. That's it. Well, yeah, but it doesn't hurt to pay for a download if they want to. Uh, if they want to, cool, but I'm not asking them for it, you know what I mean? I just want the music to be listened to. That, that's Honestly, that's all I care about. Yep. All I care about is that people listen to the music. Hell yeah, know? dude. Well, we're listening, and we're going to blast it fucking loud, dude. Before I let you go, can I get you to make a station tag? Oh, yeah, one of those. All right, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Dave's not here. Oh, hold on, no, that's not the right one. <laughs> this is Eric Leviathan from Misanthropic Torment, and you are listening to the Zach Moonshine Show on Metal Devastation Radio! <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like somebody who's been here before, man. <laughs> I've been here many times, man. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cheers, brother, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us, man. What I'm going to do now is... I'm going to blast some more uh, triggering trauma for these motherfuckers so they can go fucking absolutely fucking nuclear, right? Hell yeah. All right, man. We'll talk to you later, dude. Cheers. All right, brother. Have a good night. You too, man. There you have it, folks. Triggering trauma live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation fucking radio. Like I said earlier, put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's driveway. If you're living in the basement, duct tape your speakers to the fucking ceiling. If you're in the attic, put your speakers on the floor. If you're on a fucking city bus or you're in the back of a taxi cab or a fucking Uber drive, pull your fucking earbuds out of your fucking phone and crank that little bitch all the fucking way up till it fucking won't take no more, man. Crank it fucking loud, dude. I mean, you know, seriously. 
when you start looking around, when you have it loud and you can see people's faces giving you that facial expression like they're seriously uncomfortable and they don't understand what's wrong with you, that's when you know you've done it right. That is when you know you have conquered the uh, art of pissing off your fucking neighbors. Crank this fucking shit up, man. This is Triggering Trauma with Kill Your Local Pedophile. Crank it up, motherfucker.